In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate. From the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. That's right. Coming from a very tiny room that he rents in West Hollywood. That's freezing right now because it's raining in Los Angeles. Please welcome a man who has stayed four weeks at his parents' house after they gave him COVID for Christmas. He's finally here to do what he does best. I think it's a a podcast of some sort. But it's going to be daily and it starts right now.
Ryan? It's Adam from Counting Crows. I just wanted to say hi. Anyways, I hear So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey is going to a daily format next week. How do you do a podcast every day? I, I could not imagine doing that. But anyways, if you're going to do it, I hope it goes really, really well. I wanted to wish you luck and tell you that. Have a good new year. Stay safe. And congratulations on going daily. See ya. Holy shit, you guys. What is up? It is so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. That was Adam Duritz. I know a lot of you people might not know who that is, but that is Adam Duritz. That is the lead singer of Counting Crows, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite bands from when I was a child. If you listen to the show, you know what a big deal that is to me. Thank you, Megan, who is always... Uh, been watching out for me at this show. And literally, when I saw that for the first time and I heard Adam Duritz say my name and the podcast name and that he knew we were going to a daily format, I I almost threw my phone across the room because it's just one of those things that you don't, you just can't comprehend. But at the same time, I thought it was the most perfect thing and I wanted to share it with you guys because if Adam Duritz can wish can wish us well on our journey of going daily, then I mean, anything, anything is possible, right? Um, that I just, I, you don't even really know. Like I, I tear up when I listen to it and I've had so many, <laughs> I've had, I've imagined him saying my, <laughs> my name so many times. And I just, the fact that he said my name and my podcast name, thank you, Adam Duritz. I guess the next goal is to get him on the podcast. I mean, I, I wonder if Adam Durrance watches any reality shows. I wonder if he watches Bridgerton. I wonder if he's excited about the new season of Summer House. You guys, that was Adam Durrance. I am Ryan Bailey. We finally did it. We are finally going daily. It only is three weeks behind schedule. Uh, that is, thank you, Mom and Dad, for the COVID. That was very kind of you. Um, uh, so it is. Uh, if you guys have listened to the pod the past couple of weeks, you know I've been slowly... Uh, things have been slowly getting back to normal. I stayed at my parents' house over the holidays, right about two and a half weeks more than I, I was planning on because of the COVID. I don't know if you guys have heard of the uh, sw- the thing sweeping across the nation. Be very safe out there. This thing is still just not a joke at all. And I'm about I'm about 70% back, I think. But, um, uh, but I needed to start. I wanted to start. And this is a daily podcast now. What does that mean, Ryan? It means Monday through Thursday, uh, you're going to have a podcast. I know you have so many at your disposal already. So you're like, Ryan, it is too much. Maybe it is, but I've always been too much. I always did like a five to six hour podcast. And guys, for those uh, listening for the first time, welcome. Let me explain what happened and how we got to this point. I've been doing the podcast a little bit over a year now, and I, um, I found out that I just loved uh, talking to people. I loved talking. It was a shock to me. And there's just so much good stuff to talk about. There's so many reality shows. There's so much good pop culture. It just, it comes at us so fast. I mean, you guys know we've had two years in the span of the last three weeks already. And that's all stuff that we need to talk about. I mean, we did, we got Army Hammer already. We got Hilaria. Hilaria Baldwin seems like a nice little aperitif. It's like a nice little joke at this point. I mean, remember when that was a big deal? I mean, Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde, they're still dating. We've let them go completely unnoticed because too many crazy things have happened. I heard we have a new president. That happened. Like I said, I know COVID still exists. I know we're still wearing our masks. But I mean, 
What else is going to happen? The only way that we can cover it all, folks, is if we go to a daily format. So these will be smaller episodes. Maybe sometimes they'll go longer than an hour. They probably will. Um, but, uh, for those of the, I want to express this for real. I know a couple people have reached out, not concerned, but just saying, Oh, I love the long ones. The long ones are always going to be there. And half the people that are listening or discovering the podcast for the first time, those will still be there. You can discover what it is. Also, may I suggest if, if, um, if you really, you know, can't stand these smaller ones, just save them all up for the weekend and, and, and listen to them all at one time. It's, it, I, I swear to God, it'll work. I swear to God. But, um, uh, so I'm moving uh, to a company where we're, you know, where that was the suggestion. Uh, so I'm going to, uh, go by what they say. So you're going to see things starting to switch over a little bit in terms of the format and the wording and things like that. But I wanted to get this started now. Uh, I am very behind schedule on a lot of the things, um, that I need to be doing. Uh, I'm sure if you've DM'd me, you've noticed, uh, you probably haven't gotten a response back. So, uh, these things all, this is, this is like, we're doing a one man band here. I mean, it's not really a one man band. Maritza Lopez, I wanted to thank you for all the beautiful digital artwork you've done. I want to thank my friend Megan. Uh, she was the one that hooked that Adam Duritz thing up and she's always helping me with so much podcast stuff. I just have a really a great team of people behind me. But at the end of the day, it, it, it's kind of just me alone in a room trying to figure this out and trying to like kind of dream big. You know what I'm saying? Like, this has been such a weird year for all of us. And the only thing that has gotten me through, and I don't know if it's like this for you guys, a lot of you guys have beautiful families. Um, and I don't have kids. Um, and I, I don't, I don't know. If, and I don't know if I will, let me talk. No, I'm not going <laughs> to, could you imagine if I just get into that at this point? No, this was my dream big moment. You know, I've been an actor in Los Angeles for gosh, it feel God, 15 years. It, it's, it's a long time, you guys. And I've had like small successes and things like that, but Doing this podcast, this one in particular, because I've done a lot of podcasts. You may have heard me on guest starring on on uh, Sexy Unique podcast, or I mean, there's so many podcasts that I continue to guest on that I love so much. You might have heard me there. Uh, I used to do one about the Kardashians. I did uh, an acting podcast for my old work uh, that I talked to actors. I've done that for like five years. So they always say, uh, "What is it, Malcolm Gladwell?" Is that you put ten thousand hours into something to be an expert? Ten thousand hours. You know, if you want to be an expert in anything, the minimum you put in is 10,000 hours. And I think, I think I'm getting about to my 10,000 hours in podcasting. I mean, that's like two episodes, uh, in the old days, not anymore, you guys. Um, but this is something I found that I loved. I needed it so much, um, during COVID and quarantine. And I still do, uh, I wake up and I think about this, I go to sleep and I think about this. I am truly I'm truly in love with this. I'm true. It matters. And I think sometimes we're told to, uh, and I swear to God, you guys, it'll get funny in a sec. Don't worry. We got a great show for you. Trust me. We have a great show for you. Uh, a lot of people will say, well, you know, just play it cool. Don't act like you care guys. I, that's not me. I care very much. I care so much. I hate it. And I love it at the same time. I hate it because I, I'm just, I, I want to do so much with it, you know? And that's what I realized this past year was a gift, was the biggest gift I could have gotten is that you guys out there could have cared at all. So my biggest thank you, how I wanted to start this off was just a flipping effing thank you to you guys. I sometimes, I know you're like, it's, it's still, this is still, you know, it's a small, it's a niche podcast, I bet, but there is still, I mean, it, it's so many more people than I ever, ever, ever could have imagined. I mean, this, this has been better than therapy for me at times. 
I get to sit here. I just sat there for like an hour before I turned on the mic looking for the right Counting Crows mashup to play. I mean, where, what other, what other kind of job? Are you going to get that? So this is this. I'm telling you, this is what I want. This is my job. So let's make our dreams happen. And if I can help you guys along the way, let me know. Um, uh, yeah, so let's business. Yeah, Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. We recap the entire seasons of OC this past season with my friend Emily Clayton. I'm doing Dallas, Real Housewives of Dallas, the new season with my friend Kate Legago um, and my friend Amy Field. We did all of Real Housewives of Potomac last season. My friend Maritza, we did uh, Don't Be Tardy. Yeah, we are the only two people that watched Don't Be Tardy on Bravo. And it was kind of refreshing actually we really fell in love with croy so i do highly recommend it so if you want more podcasts of just like straight recaps things like that go over to the patreon uh it's a couple bucks a month and it really supports me because this is uh, i don't have a job anymore this is my job so uh that'll support me if you want to contact me so bad it's good with ryan bailey at gmail.com uh the instagram so bad it's good with ryan bailey uh you know it's really goofy over there, but uh, I love it so much as well. So I am a lucky bastard. Even though the COVID was hell, it's still as hell. I cannot smell, which, uh, like I said, could be a blessing. Uh, I can taste. I think I'm like 80% of my taste back, I think. Uh, I just shovel the food in anyways. It's not – at this point, I don't, I don't even know if I ever tasted things actually because I just – I eat so fast. Uh, <laughs> so what is this podcast? This is a podcast that celebrates all the pop culture that we love to hate. And I say that very seriously because um, if if you if you hate something, it usually means you love it, and that's what all these all pop culture. I was the little kid, just to remind you, that would go and I would my mom would let me get one magazine, and I would get um, you know I would get Variety, which was like the the movie you know the 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 Hollywood magazine that would all do the box office figures, and I remember being eight years old in Kansas talking of like box, uh, Bafo box office in Gotham. And I didn't know what it meant, but I was so excited and I wanted to be a part of it. I, I pretty much know every TV show out there, every movie, even though I refuse to watch Bridgerton, I will not watch, I will not watch that horny Netflix show. I'm sorry. There's only so far I'll go for you guys, but, uh, I will watch pretty much everything. And it really is a delight. I just watched Bling Empire this past week and it was really, uh, it was good. It was good. It was a, it was a really a great showing. I do worry. I don't know if you guys think about this. There, there's so many reality shows coming out on like you know Hulu, Netflix, all you know. Discovery has its own streaming service now. That I get nervous for Bravo. That I'm like Bravo, step up your game. Netflix is like throwing money hand over fist at projects, and I feel like they're going to destroy everything in its wake. Um, but I think you know everybody listening, all of us out here, we love this. I talk to you guys every day. I am you guys. I. Uh, I see Facebook uh, groups that are just talking about this every day. And, and sometimes I laugh because I'm just like, look at, look at, look. It's that Paul Rudd. Look at us. Look at us. Look at us. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. That's exactly how I feel. That, by the way, is a clip from the the uh, web series Hot Ones where uh, the guy has uh, celebrities eat hot wings. And Paul Rudd did this uh, where he, he goes, look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? And that's how I feel with this group of people that love reality shows and pop culture. It's like we finally found we found our tribe. You know, we found our people. And that's what it is this the, us, us baddies or that's what we uh, call ourselves. Uh, look at us. Look at us. Look what we did. 
Look at us. We, we, we can talk about this stuff. I, I was able to talk about this stuff for the last year and a couple months, and I get to do it all over again this year. So uh, just a thank you. Um, that is what I'm aiming to do is be able to come at you daily with not only interviews with fellow podcasters, with uh, reality stars, and you guys, it's starting to get good. Like I'm starting to get in there. I'm starting to uh, get the confidence to not take no for an answer because I'm getting excited. Like, you know, it's like I, I feel I really do. I really love talking to people. And sometimes I don't even like talking to people in my real life. But if you turn a microphone on, I kind of like it. So there's going to be a lot more of that. Uh, there's going to be, uh, on Monday, you're going to have a pop culture breakdown to start you into your week, let you know what to watch, what to look out for, what we missed over the weekend. That's going to get you started. You're, like I said, you're going to have interviews, you're going to have recaps. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be great. It's going to be fun. I'm convincing myself. And also, you are going to have my family. Bill and Becky Bailey will be making their triumphant return to the pod this week. Uh, that was another thing, too, where I was like, I, I, I don't feel like talking. I don't think my family felt like talking. We all got COVID. I'm talking my sister's family. We did. It was... Um, it was a gnarly holiday. Like it was, we'll talk about it with my folks. Uh, so you'll, you'll get their perspective, which I hope you'll like. And watermelon, my little nephew, um, yeah, you'll hear all of them. Nothing really changes. You guys It's going to be in a smaller format on a daily basis. Uh, so that being said, what do we have today? Now, if you were to say, Ryan, what is your favorite reality show? And, uh, I would tell you, I think you guys know that the show that I've, been the most passionate about from the uh from when i first saw it which i didn't start watching until season three and it was one of those things i fought against so hard i remember um so many people my friend Susie, my friend molly they all said like watch it watch it and i finally started watching it and i i always equate it to being on snapchat for the first time where i was like why are all these girls uh taking um pictures of themselves with dog ears and then i was like oh that's kind of dumb and then i woke up one day and i was like i wonder what i look like with dog ears and i had to do it you know and that was kind of like vanderpump rules was it was the show where i was like well this is dumb they all work at a bar who's that jacks guy he sleeps and lies with everyone you know and then one day i woke up and i was like i wonder if i would look good in a chunky knit sweater you know and i started watching it and i fell in love and then i went i, I just i watched all of it and i was obsessed i was obsessed you guys and um so i wanted to have somebody that celebrates one of my favorite shows and like i said i didn't love this past season i don't think a lot of us did because think about the times we were in you know and and the show was trying to make changes and it was just kind of a mess and uh i started i think it was like a week ago where i started being like oh i think i what is that feeling? And then I was like, is it COVID? And they're like, no. Uh, is it, uh, do you miss Vanderpump Rules? And I was like, Brian, is it right to say that I do? Yeah, I think I do. And I was like, I got to present at the crap, the golden crappies. Watch what crappens. I know I talked about this last week, which by the way, you guys, I still released a couple episodes each week. Still, there's been, you've, there's been no time off, uh, which by the way, the Sophie Ross episode with army hammer, I thought was really good. If it's really dark, but it's good. But I talked a little bit about my experience presenting at the golden crappies online for the what Ben and Ronnie who have just been so kind and nice to me, but Ariana and Tom were on there and, uh, Tom wore the Jack's chunky knit sweater at one point and I lost my fucking mind. And I, and I thought to myself later, I go, 
I still have it. I still got that passion. <laughs> I was like, I still got just as excited. You know what I'm saying? And that kind of excited, it, it kind of really excited me because I was like, I haven't lost it. Like, you know what? I'm like, I don't take any of this, any of this for granted. I still am the same silly, stupid person that I'm like, I wonder if I could wear a chunky knit sweater. Because <laughs> you guys know the chunky knit sweater. You know the Vegas scene from the first season when Jax is, it goes to the birthday party, the Stasi's birthday dinner, and, uh, and he just shows up out of nowhere. Let's go. Let's go. And right then, this whole time, Jax was in this magnificent white chunky knit sweater, which, uh, you know, later on in the second season, he said he was coming out with his own line of chunky knit sweaters, which never happened. I thought that would have been a a good way of. But guys, that was like a three minute clip. I'm sorry, but I I started playing it and I cut around it, but there was still so much good stuff. You had Jax calling Frank, which, by the way, no offense to all the Franks out there, but Frank's name is Frank. That's. Your name's Frank, you know, um, <laughs> you know, you had Jax calling for you, Frank, you're a pun. I know he said pun at one point, but then he started saying pun like Frank, you're a pun. 
you're a pun, which would be hysterical if Jax did know what puns were. Um, uh, you had St- you had uh, Schwartz calling Stassi a bitch kind of under his breath, Stassi hearing it, and then Stassi getting in, in uh, Schwartz's face and calling him a pussy. You had Katie, Katie going, Stassi, you just broke the truce. You just said something to Jack. So now it's – you had Kristen getting in Frank's face saying, you slept with Stassi before Jax and her were broken up. And, and then you had Sandoval out of nowhere just rips his shirt off. He's like, I'm ready. Like, I've been ready to take my shirt off all evening, and now is the time. And Jax, it's Vegas in the summer. He's wearing a chunky knit sweater without a T-shirt underneath it. He looks great in it. I'm not a Jax hater in the sense of fashion, but uh, he rips off the chunky he rips off the chunky knit sweater, and he pretty much goes, "You want to go? Let's go." And he's he's the guy that like knows that production's gonna grab him, so he like charges. You know, like Sandoval, I think would have actually gotten in there. He was like, "I'm ready to use these muscles." Um, but Jax was held back by production, and it, you know that scene is very important, not just because of the chunking at sweater, but because of that was the fourth episode of Vanderpump Rules season one. Think about how many good memories that show has given us. So what I'm proposing is uh, for us to forget that this past season happened, except for a couple of key moments, mainly those in the the final episode. Um, But look how many amazing, amazing memories. I mean, like I was watching. That was so good. You had six amazing things happening in one scene. That, my friends, is so bad, it's good. Today's guest, we have Ariana Maddox. Ariana is, uh, is just so fucking cool. Um, she really is cool. Like, there were just, uh, I really like Ariana, and just, uh, I do know Ariana in, in real life, not just in reality show life, and she has always been, um, I gotta say, she's always been a fucking great human being. And Sandoval's a great human being, too, but, like, in a different way. Like, they really are a fun couple to watch around each other. But I I relate a lot to Ariana, and we get to talk a lot about this interview about how she got her start, uh, a lot about acting, a lot about this past season, a lot about what might be to come. Um, We talk a little bit about Jax. We talk a little bit about Stassi. Mr. Tom Sandoval does make an appearance. It is a very loose, fun interview, and we have a lot of fun, and I hope you guys have fun listening to it. And... um, this is the kind of conversation I would probably have with her just as, as even if the, the uh, audio was not running, but, uh, I, and also I just, we talk about this a little bit in there is I'm not looking, I'm not looking to get like sound bites, you know, I'm not looking to be like, will you tell us how big of an asshole Jax is? Like, I will tell you guys that I think Jax is a big asshole, but I'm not going for that at all. So, um, I mean, we can already assume that that's just true, you know, but I think this is a great interview. I think we get into a lot of it. I think you're going to have a blast. I really do. I, I, I love her so much. So without further ado, my first, uh, my first interview. Oh, and you guys. So like I said, this week we'll have a couple other great, uh, I have, uh, a cast member from one of my, uh, one season hit wonder show coming up later in the week that I'm very excited for you to hear, uh, because I fell in love with this show. And I want you guys to fall in love with this show as well, because I think uh, a lot of people haven't seen it, and it's so good. But so many good surprises coming your way. But let's start with the first great thing of 2021, uh, my interview with Ariana Maddox from Vanderpump Rules. We are young and we're free. Everything that we need is a moment to be a little longer. 
ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Um, this has been a long recovery for me uh, with COVID, and uh, I needed to I needed to start strong. I needed to start strong when we go into daily episodes. There was only one person I had in mind to do the the premiere episode of the daily episodes because I just I really do love her so much. Not only as a character on show on the show that we all love, but uh, just in in real life, I know her a little bit, and she is always just one of the most genuine, one of the most funny. She appreciates uh, sketch comedy. She is just all, she's just kind of all of the things. She's a great singer, a great actor. You might not even know that, but hopefully we'll we'll hear a little bit about that today. So today we have the one, the only Ariana Maddox. Ariana, how are you? I'm good. Thank you. Wow. What an intro. I could go for, I always like, I could go on for minutes, but you, you know how much I love you. And I just, just to, to shut up the haters, uh, Tom was walking in the background. So they really do live together. You guys, that's not yeah, just a day joke. In, day out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my parents, uh, my parents know I was talking to you today and they were very excited and they said, let her know that we love AF cocktails. And I was like, yes, <laughs> A fancy AF cock. I bought my parents a fancy AF cocktails book. That is you, your book with Danny and Tom, and uh, they love it. They always will like. They'll make a one of the recipes and send me a picture. And I think they're just trying to get me to send it to you guys because I they they watch the show now, which yeah. is amazing. Um, <laughs> Ariana, this is the big question, and I'm so excited you gave me the opportunity to do this, is that you're here to announce that season nine of Vanderpump Rules is airing in two weeks on Bravo, <laughs> Tuesday nights. Let's hear it, you guys. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if I had that kind of information? Oh my Could God. you imagine if we announced it on this podcast? Wouldn't that be People amazing? People who are listening are going to be like, <gasps> What? That's the sound, but I wanted to get, okay, no, that that's over. Uh, just so we can get that out of the way. There is still no plans on coming back yet. Right. Um, I don't want to say there's no plans. Um, I, but you know, with COVID the best laid plans are often canceled. Yeah, so yeah. let's just say that there have been plans for quite some time now. Um, it's just, COVID has obviously thrown a wrench in everything. And I saw a meme that described it perfectly. It was like, I'm still coping with March, 2020 and March, 2021 is like almost here. And I don't know how to handle that. Like, and I, that's kind of where we all are at right now. Well, it was one of those weird things when we were watching season eight of Vanderpump Rules. It was kind of like it kind of was really a tough, uh, tough season for so many reasons. But we were locked indoors and all of a sudden it's different watching Vanderpump Rules or any reality show when you're locked inside one location. So everything that happens, you take it so much more personally. Like I was like throwing pillows across a room at Jax. I was like so infuriated <laughs> with the season, but I can't imagine like you, you've been filming this show for like six years or something crazy like that. What's it like to then just not film for a year? Uh, also have that up in the air a little bit. Yeah, honestly, you really, um, filming is is fun so much of the time. And then other times it can be super, super hard. Obviously you watch a lot of like what it is hard. Um, fights with people that you care about and, you know, ambushes and, and all this crazy stuff. And, and then also like the viewer feedback can be super tough also to go through sometimes. Um, and, but then when it's kind of up in the air and you're not really sure what's going to happen just in life in general, I think I've kind of, I, I miss it 
And I look at it, I think, with a different lens of like, wow, man, if it was all, if it was really all over, I would just be so grateful for what it brought me and for that experience and like really kind of look at it with rose color. You know, we all kind of look back on our past. It's this kind of thing like with an ex, right? Even like a toxic relationship or like a bad ex, most, a lot of the time you end up looking back and with this kind of, you know, frosted over lens of like, Oh, you know, the good times. And I feel like that's kind of how it's been the last few months. The pump teenies were actually pretty good in retrospect. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Or I'm like that one thing that I like so fully like regretted saying or, or so (laughs) cringe. I'm like, that was iconic. Like I should (laughs) pat myself on the back for that. You know, like stop hating, you know, all that stuff or like, Oh my God, that one awful outfit I wore. Fuck that awesome. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the crazy thing is, is that like what a lot of people don't really realize is that like, I, so uh, it's really funny how I know you, but like how I didn't even realize you were at the same acting studio that I worked at. And I went back in, uh, you know, I mean, once I realized that and checked your notes and things like that, and you were like a really good actor. And I got to say like Sandoval had went there too and Schwartz and you got way better levels than all of them <laughs> as an actor. I don't, and but don't tell Sandoval that. But like, I won't tell um, him that. But thanks. Uh, awesome. But like, you got really high. You really got really high marks. And uh, we had talked once. Like, you were in like, like, weren't you in like a film with C. Thomas Howell or something like that? <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. A I mean, really bad one. <laughs> but people don't realize like you had a full life of trying to be an actor and actually succeeding. Then I would say like when you're actually booking work, that's better than ninety five percent of the actors in Los Angeles. Um, I try to explain to people that like getting auditions is doing better than 80% of act. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's hard not climb out there. <laughs> no, it really like, yeah. or like, you know, I remember getting a couple lines on a TV show and my mom asking like, did they not like you enough to give you more lines? Like, you know, well, like, they, like, but you know, like they just yeah. don't understand. They're like, did they not like you that much? And yeah. um, so you had actually asked my boss at one point, if it was, what was it like, if it was smart to do a reality show? Yeah. So, um, this was as I, I was already working at Villa Blanca. I was already, this was probably during, this is probably going from like season one Vanderpump Rules into like season two Vanderpump Rules. And, you know, there were things that happened in season one that I was like around for, but I was so, um, like Tom's 30th birthday, for example, like I, um, I think it was actually Kristen who invited me. <laughs> um, yeah, I think she was like, listen, it's his 30th birthday and you guys are friends and I'm, you know, what I, like, I'm sure he would like it if, if you were there and I'll blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's cool. And I was like, but then I realized it was being filmed and I just knew, I just was so, didn't know what that was. Is that going to be like some sort of like, Plotline, yeah. But they tried to do with the dance rehearsal stuff where I was like, I signed up to, because I danced for so much of my life and at sing as you well, mentioned. And we, we saw that on that that um, season one reveal, behind the scenes revealed, they I think. Tried, they tried to bamboozle. They literally tried to bamboozle yeah. me. And at the Sheena, the Sheena rehearsal. Out. Yeah, and you were hiding from the camera. Yeah, and my, my fucking boyfriend who was full-blown psychotic, like 
call me all kinds, every name in the book, yeah. even, like entertaining, like being friends with Sheena. So there's already like the left, there was that layer. Then there was the layer of like, I'm being literally bamboozled. I was told I was coming for a dance rehearsal and I was stoked to do that. And I was stoked to be like, perf- like actually perform in some sense. And was it at the Roxy or something like that? Yeah, it was at the Roxy. That's a cool like, venue. Like cool. that's a really, I mean, that's an iconic venue. Yeah. And then also my parking meter had ran out and yeah. I had negative bank balance. And I was like, I cannot afford a $75 Hollywood Boulevard, B- Boulevard? Hollywood Boulevard, Boulevard <laughs> <laughs> parking ticket. And so there were layers to that. And so then when it came to things like that birthday party and things like that, I like didn't really trust that. Like, I, I didn't know what the scenario was. So I was like, I'm not. I'll go after you guys stop filming. So I did. Yeah. But then it, it was like, I, when I talked to Leslie about it, I was like, she said, first of all, you got to get rid of the boyfriend. I was like, yeah, um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's, that sounds like her, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I know. Uh, she, You know, Leslie is like part acting teacher, part therapist, part mom, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I've been, been there so, many times. There so many times, like, I would come in and talk about things that had nothing to do with acting, just life things, and she would, like, help me through it. So she's like, first, first off, you got to get rid of this boyfriend. He's he's dragging you down. Number two, um, you should just do it. Like, you know, you're already... Because I was telling her there are things that I'm... That naturally I would be a part of, and I would feel more confident being a part of it and just being like, this is who I am, whatever. But I, I just don't know like what it's going to be like. And, you know, I'm avoiding things, you know, I knew that Sheena was going to be getting engaged soon and we were really good friends. And I was like, what am I not going to be there for her engagement? You know, or am I not going to be there for her wedding because it's being filmed? And I'm, I'm like, this is, doesn't make sense. And so I kind of explained her and I told her, you know, it was kind of on the table that they wanted me to be more involved. And she was like, you got to take whatever opportunities in front of you. And I just remember that specific piece of advice, connecting that with the fact that I had seen a picture of Nicole Scherzinger on her wall a picture uh like i'd seen oh at, at, at leslie khan's office yeah yeah because there's well, always you, there's a class yes. photos did you see that one with paris hilton from like when she was like 19 years old there like i yep. mm-hmm. so many like random people you see on the walls right and you realize that those people you don't necessarily think of them as these as uh you know a-list b-list actors but you know that they probably took an opportunity and it took them somewhere they, that was unexpected for them, but somewhere that was really great. And I don't know what that opportunity, that what that yes moment was for Paris or for Nicole or for, I mean, I'm sure Paris would have been fine no matter what, but I was like, okay, um, I want to be, I, I've, I've always been very ambitious and very determined. And I was like, you know what? She's right. Like I should take this. There's an opportunity in front of me. I have no idea where it could take me. So what's yeah, up? well, for so and for Paris, it was actually one night in Paris. That was her opportunity. But um, <laughs> sorry, so I just wanted to put that. No, I just it's a pop culture podcast. Um, so, <laughs> okay, you said you were looking iconic, to, iconic uh, at the things in this last year. It kind of made you start to look at things with a little bit more rose colored gla- uh, glasses before last year. or I guess when the season was airing and stuff at that time were you like, I really regret taking any of that advice. Has there, has there been times during the reality show where you're like, this is not worth it and is not what I signed up for. I think that there's moments where 
it gets really hard, but I don't think there's ever been a moment where I, where it was not worth it. Um, because even when it's like at its, when things were at their absolute hardest. And I think what happens is that there wasn't, there was never, uh, God, it's so hard to explain. Like, yeah, we have a break in between seasons or between filming, but I think, um, it, it's hard to, for everything to just kind of stop for a second for you yeah. to make those kinds of evaluations. Um, and I think that's where, cause I'm like, you know, um, I would say that I'm an extroverted introvert. Yeah, where, like I, I love to, you know, dress up and I love to perform and I love to be out there, but I, I recharge by just being, you know, like in my coffin. Yeah. Um, and it's like really you know. easy. Like it's, and it's people like I, I have to talk on this podcast a lot, but people don't are like when I, when I'm not doing the podcast, I literally will just lay in bed and just like, that is sometimes my happiest time is when I can just talk to people through my phone with actual <laughs> my fingers and not my mouth. And I'm like completely <laughs> comfortable with that. Um, yeah. uh, so it's, it's so, a, yeah. You uh, grew, you were from Florida and Mm -hmm. is this, I mean, we have a a mutual, I haven't talked to her in a long time, Meredith, who is one of your best friends from high school from college, college. but you, wait, so you were a Disneyland character as well. I was a Disney. I worked at Disney world. Yeah. In Orlando. And which, which were you, who did you dress up as? I was friends with, (laughs) um, so I was friends with, uh, Chip and Dale were my first friends there. Um, and I love, wait, wait, what do you mean? Is that, is that what they have to, oh, that's the Disney you have to talk when you talk about Disney, you have to say a certain lingo, right? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Okay. I get, I get, at first I was confused. I was like, she's friends with Chip and, okay. No, I I don't know what you're talking about. All I know is that Chip and Dale, (laughs) we love them. Um, honestly, they're so cool. I went to a wedding with them. Oh, it was so cool. Um, and uh, Cinderella's mice, they're super sweet. Winnie the Pooh, Big. such a lo- great friend Big. of Winnie the Pooh. So uh, none of the rumors about Winnie the Pooh are true. Like, even though it sometimes comes off like a jerk in the, the show, everything's good. No, he's great. He just wants to <laughs> eat his honey and take sure. naps. And honestly, <laughs> I find him very relatable. Um, who else was I friends with? King Louie. He, King oh, Louie oh. was a tough one to be friends with, honestly. Just like... Oh man. Yeah. He's got long arms. Let me say that. And then, um, oh, there's a hummingbird that's got full red all over it outside. Um, okay. Oh, okay. I was good friends also with, um, Cinderella, iconic sweetheart. Um, good friends with Aurora sleeping beauty. And I think she has the absolute best hair. And I was friends with Ariel, the little mermaid. Okay. (laughs) Perfect. So you go, you start there and then you move to New York. Right. And you started yeah. doing like, you did like college humor sketches and things like that, which yeah. I remember like, that was when like kind of sketch comedy was really big and funny or die was first happening. College humor was actually really at the forefront of a lot of that stuff. How long did you stay in New York? Um, I was in New York for like five years total. So I went back and forth. So when um, there's something that's like incorrect when you like Google me and I don't know how to fix it. Um, I think, (laughs) so basically when you go to, okay. So when I was going to Flagler college in Florida, um, NYU had this summer program with through, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, Well, they did all the, all the, the whole college. Yeah. So like you can do a summer program, no matter what your area of study is economics, whatever. So because I was a theater major and I was doing theater, I want, I wanted to live in New York already anyways. And so when I saw that this program was, was an opportunity to just basically 
live in the NYU dorms, study at NYU facilities and all of that. I was like, this is a golden opportunity. If I can make this happen, it's going to be the best. So I would do summers at, in New York. Um, and then I moved my senior year after I graduated from Flagler, I did an NYU summer. And then I moved straight from that NYU dorm into an apartment that I found. Um, I like wheeled NYU has these like big giant gray tubs that they use for moving <laughs> day. And I literally wheeled mine like down the streets of New York to this apartment. Cause I was like, I don't have money to pay for anything, for anything. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to borrow this real quick. So in total, I was in New York for five years, I would say. And then what, why, why then move to LA? What was that big? What was the decision? So, um, I always just was like, I don't want to, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Like, I just really felt like it didn't, like, I wasn't going to vibe with LA, you know, and being from Florida and like East coast. I'm like, Oh, West coast, you know, it, it's a big East Coast, West Coast rivalry going on in my head. <laughs> I didn't realize you were a part of that, Ariana. I didn't realize you were a part yeah, of that whole scene. I, I was all East Coast, you know. So, <laughs> so basically, um, things in New York, I, I was bartending. I was doing sketch videos. I was go-go dancing. I was promoting for Camel Cigarettes. I was doing secretary work. I was... What the hell? I mean, honestly, everything you were just doing everything that you everything and acting work is I, I've, I, I, I acting work is hard to come by no matter what. Um, but in New York, there aren't quite as there's not as many things going on, you know, yeah. and you have like uh, law, you have like law and order and you have a bunch of off Broadway shows. Yeah. And as much as I, you know, it's still my dream now to eventually end up on Broadway. Um, but by the way, that's what I told you years ago. Like when Sheena was doing that sex tips in Vegas thing, I was like, that's, you could do one of those like guest spot, like Chicago things, but unfortunately COVID hit, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, I, that was when I saw Erica Jane got, um, yes. Roxy Hart, I was like, bitch, I'm doing it. I'm done. I can do it. I mean, kind of, yes, you could do it. I was it. like, like she could do it. I can do it. Yes. I feel like um, she's more famous than me by a long shot. But um, but anyways, yeah. So um, I did this little prod. I did this like independent pilot web series thing. Yeah. Shot in Ocean City, Maryland for like two weeks. And so I was down there and one of the other actors that I met doing that, my friend, Kevin, Kevin Christie, shout out. We love Kevin. He was like, why are you in New York? And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> and he was like, you need to be in LA, you know, the, your type, which as an actor, you have your type. Yep. He was like someone of your, your type, um, is valued in LA. And I think you'd have way more opportunities. Cost of living is slightly lower. And uh, he, we talked about how we both dealt with depression and he was like, plus the weather I'm telling you right now helps with that so much. Like, I'm not kidding. Yeah. And so he made me make a list of pros and cons. And that was in April of 2010. And then October of 2010, I packed up all my shit and moved. 
And then was it, uh, was, did you immediately fall in love with it? Did it take a while? I it mean, took what a was- while. <laughs> it took a while. It took a while. And even with me living on the East side, which is like the most, yeah, I would say away. New Yorky kind of, uh, Hip. yeah. Yeah. T- part of LA, even with me living on the East side and with all the New York expats, it was still, years before I feel like I fully, you know, got with it, you know? So how did you end up meeting? How did you meet Sheena? How did that happen? Working at Villa Blanca. So that was, (laughs) and was she the top server at Villa Blanca or was that uh, a storyline forced? She was great. I would say, (laughs) well, I mean, I'm trying to think of, you know, server wise, there was Sheena, Jenna Willis, Pandora was a server. Tiffany Brower. And see, that's like, that's, it's like, it's like the first season of SNL where you're like, wow, there's a lot of heavy hitters in that. You know, you got Pandora, <laughs> you got Sheena, you got you. Um, <laughs> didn't, were there rumors starting to float around of like, there's going to be a show there's like, cause real house, like, so Lisa was already on real housewives of Beverly Hills. So was that part of the attractiveness or any part of being at Villa Blanca at all? So I didn't know that. So I got hired there without ever meeting or seeing Lisa. Um, I got hired by uh, one of the managers at the time, Steven. And because there was like a, a notice somewhere they yeah. were hiring and and um, someone, uh, so uh, someone I knew had an office above in the building, of, you know, above it, yeah. you know, it's like offices above it. And uh, a friend of a friend was like, hey, the restaurant downstairs is hiring. I know you're looking for a bartending job. And I was like, Cool. Um, I'll interview. So I went over there, I interviewed and I got the job without ever seeing Lisa, speaking to Lisa, knowing that there was someone named Lisa who owned the restaurant. You didn't know there was somebody. I thought that was like part of the deal is that you have to know Lisa's name if you work at one of her restaurants. No. Did you know know Jiggy's (laughs) name before Lisa? At least not (laughs) then or at that time. And so I was working there and part of what I had to sign uh, one day uh, a release. Oh, like an, like an NDA? No, you know, like a... Um, oh, like a I filming release. It's yes. okay if I'm in the background of something. And I asked, I was like, yeah, sure. You know, I'm like, what are they filming here? Are we, you guys going to film? And they were like, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And I was like, oh, I thought, okay, interesting. I thought there was only like a Real Housewives of Orange County. <laughs> because that was the one that was... Yeah, like, that was big at the time. Yeah. And that was the first one, right? Yep. yep. Yeah. So I thought that there was only uh, Orange County Housewives. And so they said, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm like, what is it going to be? You know, like, what, are you, what is it going to be? And they were like, um, it's just going to be like Lisa and I don't know. One and of you were like, who? Who's Lisa? That's exactly what I said. <laughs> and they were like, she owns this restaurant. <laughs> wait, wait, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> um so what's the first said, wait what's the first uh what was the first meeting with you and lisa what what was it was it did she come in and yell at how you were cleaning glasses or anything <laughs> i think i think it was probably she would always order um you know a glass of rosé and the you know the glass had to be spotless and ken would order like a either a like a singha or something and sheena i think it was sheena or it was either sheena or pandora who was like I was like, I don't think they know who I am because this was around the time when they were, oh, maybe it was Tina to, you know, remember yeah, Tina? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. um, It was one of, one of the people who was, who knew her better and basically said, 
um, yeah, we're doing that. You should bring it over to her from behind the bar. And I was like, that seems a little weird, but I will do that. <laughs> and I think that was our first meeting was yeah. me bringing her, uh, her glass instead of like her server bringing it over me personally bringing it over and saying, hi, I'm Ariana. I'm one of the new bartenders. Yeah. Um, yada, yada. Did she, uh, I mean, did you, when you joined, I guess, officially the cast, if that's even a thing, was she like, I'm, you know, I'm so glad you've decided to join us. You know, was there any kind of like, yeah. you're, you're going to provide such a great uh, enjoyment for all of the Yeah, she's kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. She's very encouraging. She's very like, I'm so glad that you've decided to, you know, to join. And she said, and just, you know, speak up, you know, <laughs> like, don't be afraid to speak your mind. Don't be afraid to... Yeah. Um, you know, just, just rabble rouse, get in there. Yeah. And sometimes like, you know, when you're filming a reunion and we're all sitting there, you'll get a, a look from Lisa and she'll be like, <laughs> you know, like just like an encouraging kind of like, yeah. you can do it, you know? And I, I love that from when, she, when I get that from her. Um, so you guys were on the crap, the watch what crappy, the golden crappy awards, which was like virtual. And it was just, I mean, so amazing. And yeah. you and Tom were the bartenders and you kept popping in at multiple uh, times <laughs> of the night. And literally you guys had one of my favorite. And I, and I think you guys think of it as, but to me, it was a historical moment. I didn't realize you live in a house that has the original Jack's chunky knit sweater, the white sweater. And Tom said he had it and he brought it out. Oh, there he, Tom, say hi to everybody, Tom. Hey, what's up everybody? <laughs> Dude, you got, you brought out the chunky. And to me, my natural reaction was like, cause it really is a piece of history when he rips that off in Vegas, when Tom, you got in on that fight too. Like that is a piece of history. Like I had people still like texting me, reaching out and saying what a moment, because for you guys, that's your reality. But for us, that's like, and I caught that should be like the bat suit and like I caught like in, I don't even I don't even like jacks, but like that when you is go like, to you go to the arc light and they have the um those yes. like glass boxes of the costume. Or like uh, like Planet Hollywood. Like that, like that would be the, hotel or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we need a reality show, like a reality show version of Planet Hollywood. That would be in it. But to see Tom in that, it was just like a heroic moment for a lot of the uh, the viewers. So thank you guys for, for doing that. I mean, everybody flipped out and I posted, I mean. But my, <laughs> that picture of you. Oh, that was my natural reaction after presenting. Wow. I was just I like. I think you've seen it. Hold my on. mom even reached out and congratulated me. Oh yeah, this is. Your mom. Well, because I've always joked about the chunky knit sweater line that never happened. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and oh wow! Wait, hold on. Let me get a what? good there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was my. That was not even a put on. That was actually how excited I was because I just thought there's like how. Wait, Tom. Wait, real quick. How do you have that? Like, did you take it from him after that night when he threw it on the ground? Um, actually, that. I, I'll be honest. I don't that I don't think that's the actual one, but it, it, I bought it um, right after he bought it. So it is the same, but it's not the same. Okay. Well, in my head, it is the same, and that's that's just what we're going to say from this point on. <laughs> yeah. I, it could, yeah. It, I mean, uh, it could possibly. They could have swapped at some point. Yeah, it could have been. I don't think he has the original. I think he like donated it to something. No, I you know I, framed, I, I, and I, it, he got something framed, and I was like. That's not the original sweater. Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, that would be one of the first times he's lied. But um, uh, anyways, uh, also that Randy Jackson sword, Tom, that was amazing. Uh, anyways, thank you for saying hi. I, I don't want to yeah. take up 
But by, by the way, guys, he's in a sleeveless shirt and his guns are ripped right now. Welcome to the gun show. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, get out of here. Okay, right. okay. sorry. Um, okay, sorry about that. Um, so <laughs> are you good? Are you still good for like 20 minutes? 20 yes, minutes? Okay, I'm cool. great. Okay, cool. Um, so uh, when you started, Phil, okay, sorry. The, the crappy awards, that was great. Blah, yes. blah, blah. Okay. The other thing I was saying, so when this season aired, I was really kind of upset about a lot of things, but of course we were in quarantine. Um, what was it like for you to actually, you know, we started seeing things in Los Angeles, not just COVID, but we had Black Lives Matter kind of blow up. We also had uh, all of a sudden Stassi and Kristen got fired. Um, we got all of these things. Like, what was that like to have a show that was on the precipice of like, we don't know what's happening with the show. And now the show is more outside of everything. It's not even being filmed anymore. The, the, the really crazy part of the show is all on social media. What was that like to be a part of? Um... Well, there's always a part of me that wants to just say, we should pick up the cameras right now and start just start filming. Like if we can film, yeah. we should film because this is real. And if we just get the stuff that's real, then I think, you know, there's always, there's a story to tell there. Um, that's how I felt at the time. But now I'm seeing a lot of people on social media say, like, I don't, I don't want to watch people go through COVID. Um, and I, part of me now realizes that there is also an aspect of escapism and there is also an aspect of, because sometimes I feel as though I don't want the show to live in a bubble that feels like it's outside of, of what's really going on yeah. in the world, you know, socially, politically, all of that. But if I'm on a different side of it than say, you know, viewers are. Viewers are maybe watching it thinking that they want that bubble maybe, and they want it to feel like just like an escape from the, all of the real stuff. Well, so I think that there's maybe, it's hard to know where we would have fit in, you know? But how do you, I mean, I guess my thought is that like, and this is why I think like production, whoever produces the show has such a tough kind of job is that like, how do you make it where it's like, Hey guys, what a crazy summer, uh, you know, eight, four, 800 people of the cast aren't here anymore. And we're not going to explain why it's like, it's, uh, it's hard to like, how do you come back that first day or that first episode and explain what went down when kind of like all we, not all we want, but I know what you're saying. A lot of us just want to see yellow robesmith every week. You know, we want to see Ariana get fucking hammered and like, right. get like, 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 let's do this because that is like the fun that we remember, but it's not all we remember. Like it is weird. This summer I was like, okay, so I'm, I'm obviously good with lying on reality shows and cheating on reality shows. When it mm -hmm. gets hard is when I see people dealing with COVID and um, you know, the, the black lives matter stuff was, I mean, I felt like I was learning as everybody else was learning. And then to see people learn that uh, on a reality show that's kind of known for lying and cheating is a real tough, tough pill to swallow some, you know? Yeah, I guess I think, too, different people watch the show for different things. They, you know, I think there are some people who watch our show because they relate to and really connect to people on it. And they want to see those like the good, the bad and the ugly with them. And I think some people do watch our shows solely because they want it to just, they want the fun line cheating drunk stuff. And it, you can't, you can't please everybody. So I think that the best thing to do is to just be real and the chips fall where they may. And I don't know if, and when we pick up filming again, 
I don't know what that's going to be like. Yeah. I mean, do you, did you start, um, self, I mean, was there ever a moment in any kind of season where you started self-producing or been like, you know what? I think this is going to be my story this season. Like, are you starting to like, I should get into real estate. (laughs) (laughs) You know, not yet, not yet, (laughs) not yet. However, I definitely feel, I, I think now like reading the way people talk about other shows, I can see how someone watching our show would say, oh, they, this person decided this was going to be their storyline or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, well, because because when you watch it, production does kind of whittle down everything that was going on in your life down to like that one thing that they thought would be the best for them to follow. We personally don't even have that kind of control, even if we wanted to do that. Um, so I, I have not been down that road yet, but you know, <laughs> picking up real if I if I decide to pick up real estate at the you know, she's, uh, uh, she's doing it. <laughs> um, uh, what's the what's the uh, what's the number one thing that you miss because of all of this? I don't mean filming, but just in your actual life uh, and what oh, live music. In yeah, all right. Time. You have one of the best, like, well, I mean, I say you have one of the best musical taste just because you have my music taste, but like, you really, <laughs> you're no, you, you, I mean, like you and Logan and Todd, like, you, you know, like watching you guys at concerts was always the most fun on any kind of Instagram and that's, or like, like Coachella, we did it every oh, year. Yeah. I mean, I mean, people say like Coachella turned into this current, like who cares? I had the best time with my best friends for yeah. 13 years in a row. And my buddy that I went to concerts with Nick all the time said, Hey man, cause I was starting to get really down. And he said, Man, just like if we get through this, the Roaring Twenties happened right after Spanish influenza. We're about That's to hit our. True. And I'm like, but my knees hurt so bad. I don't know if I can do the Roaring Twenties. <laughs> you, know? like, uh, you know, I'm like, can we get through this before my back decides to knock out on me? Yeah, my body um, will not be able to process the drugs if it gets older. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I was thinking, literally, no joke. Last night, I think I said to Tom and Logan that. I was like, you know what we're going to miss this year because we're not going to have Coachella. We're going to miss that one guy or girl or whoever at the festival who's going to have on the end of a stick in the crowd, a sitting Bernie Sanders. <laughs> yes. You know, it would be there. Oh, you know, you know it would be there. Oh, usually every year there's like a crying Kim Kardashian out in the yes. crowd or like a, you're like a Nicholas Cage, Brittany, or yeah, or Nicholas, you know, and I just know this year would be the year of out in the crowd. Someone's got Bernie Sanders sitting there on, on an end of a stick. Weren't those the most amazing nights though? Like holding your friend's hand and walking across a field with like 80,000 people all really happy. It was yeah. like, it's some of the happiest moments. Um, so, okay. So that's what you miss the most. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. So one of the like things I get a lot is that on my account and on my show, I rip on the character Jax Taylor nonstop. And people always go, why do you go? People most- You go hard for Jax. I do. I do. I go very hard for Jax. And that's very kind of you to stick up for him. But um, I, I do. No, no. I do say that. Well, because- he represents his character on the show represents a lot of the things that I really hate uh, or even like certain failures uh, in my own person. I hate, but also I hate uh, there were a couple moments that I, I go so hard because I felt there were a couple moments. He went very hard on you. 
And that was a very, I took that very, it's like the Michael Jordan meme. And I took that personally. So <laughs> when I heard, like he said a couple, he said something on Watch What Happens Live about the whole sexuality. And he said over the, you know, and I really, because the thing that I really, is that I, I struggle with depression and I know you do as well. And we had had a conversation a long time ago. I said how hard we have to work to get to like a stasis level is that you put in the work, you make sure you go your therapy, you you know, like there, there is work involved. And then to see somebody use it as some kind of excuse potentially, or like, well, my brain's bruised. I don't know. And it's like, yeah, yeah I mean, that could, that's a possibility that it is, but like, are you going to put the work in to make sure that brain heals? you know, mm. and he made fun of you for that at one point. And that always really bummed me out. So I know I don't want, you don't have to say anything, but like, that's why I go really fucking hard on Jax because I don't think there's ever, he never seems to face any consequences. And I guess maybe being, I guess he chose to leave the show. So maybe that's a consequence, but um, will you, are you bummed in any way that he will not be back? Is that are you guys on some kind of weird Vanderpump rules text thread with all the castmates? <laughs> They're like, Hey, there, there is one. It's very rarely used at this point. Someone's at some point will put something in there. That's like, you know, if you guys don't mind reposting this, go fund me for, you know, something like that, that, you know, just someone wants to reach everybody. It's very rarely used. Um, but no, there's not really like a line of communication um, I think it's just going to feel a little, it's going to feel weird just because it's going to be so different. Yeah. But I think that it's, you know, we're just, we're going to move forward and we're going to, it's, we're going to make the best goddamn show. <laughs> We're gonna, <laughs> this is uh it's like a waiting for Guffman. We're going to Broadway, baby. No, but I was, I was, before, uh, like, I think it was last February, I was in Tom Tom and uh, Logan was there, Dana was there. They were closing up at the end of the night, and I was looking at the staff, and it like it was like everything. You had, um, you had straight people, you had gay people, you had African Americans, you had white, you had an Asian man, and I was like, this is a show. I mean, this is, I mean, just right here in Tom Tom. If and and I'm talking like Sandoval wasn't there, like, but I'm saying you have you have everything. You have all the representation right here. You have all the stories. Oh, and right I, like the most dynamic personalities. We, we, I think the people that work at, at Tom, Tom and sir, who are not on the show at all have some of the most dynamic, fun, interesting personalities of, of all the people that I know yeah. and, and they're all great. A lot of them are great friends of, of ours. And, and I say ours because it's not just me, it's, you know, great friends of mine, great friends of Tom's great friends of even Sheena's, you know? And so I think that if we just, I, I think what makes our show so good is when it is good is that we all know each other well and care about each other and have, you know, memories together, both good and bad. And I think that that is truly the key to what makes the show great and hopefully um, what will continue to make the show great. So I think that if we, obviously, no matter what happens, we're gonna wanna have new people 
Yeah, no, I mean, I just thought it was interesting. I think, I think that would be a great place to go with it. It would be awesome if that, I mean, it's just funny how we all now fans of the show, we all like in our head are putting together storylines. Like we, you know, (laughs) no, I mean, but we do that. Like like I'm writing writing fan fiction (laughs) of like, like, I mean, it's like kind of crazy. I'm like Tom, Tom, uh, you know, goes to Jedi classes for all his Jedi swords. And like, you just start to think of like, different things to put in there. You truly like, would do that, by the but way. All, but that's what I'm saying. Like, all the elements are there. So, like, nothing, the more I stay away, like, am away from the show, the kind of bad memories that I had from this last season that I wasn't on kind of slip away. <laughs> and then you just kind of miss, you kind of miss things. You're like, oh, my God, it's right there. Like, I cannot wait to go back to Tom Tom. I cannot wait to, like, go back to, just as a actual patron. Like, I still go into that alley just as a joke to take pictures for my friends because it's so... <laughs> I mean, those are iconic memories and people, you know, what do they say? Like people will never forget how you make, made them feel with memories. Mm -hmm. And that show made so many people feel so, so good. So it's like, there's so much love for it there. Um, Is it true that you're Sheena's godmother for her child? Oh, I'm not. Damn it. I I was trying to get, trying to get, trying to get an exclusive. (laughs) Um, Sheena, if you're listening. Sheena, let's do this. No, um, (laughs) but uh, okay. So, Sheena's, uh, I've been loving watching Sheena's journey with that. It's Sheena's actually going to be a, I think a perfect mom. It's really actually yeah. fun, like really fun to watch. Cause she seems really to love that. Um, this other question that a lot of people want to know is have, I know on the show it's represented a certain way. Have you reached out to Stassi about her newborn, very beautiful little girl? Is that a thing at all? Um, I haven't talked to her yet, but I think that, you know, she's probably very busy with all of that. I mean, I know that when you first have a baby, you literally like don't sleep, you don't, you know, so she's in the middle of all of that. And um, her baby is beautiful and I'm excited for her. Um, You were just on Katie's podcast. Um, How, um, how, you know, how are Tom and Katie? Do you guys see, are, are they in your pod? Do you do a lot of like, they're, they're in uh, our pod. Yeah. Well, I mean, are you, are there, do you guys like hang out a lot? Is it, is that just normal? Um, yeah. Schwartz is here all the time. Um, <laughs> is it, is it too much? You can say it's too much. Is it, is it too much? <laughs> I don't want to say that because I think he's already like that kind of person who feels self-conscious about like, he's like, I'm there too much. Like I, I should be a lot. Um, but yeah, we see Schwartz and Katie love them dearly. They're definitely like in our pod, you know? Um, <laughs> and you know, well, because the Toms are doing their cameos together, like all the time for the, the, they did this awesome thing. You guys, we've talked about it on this podcast before where they raised a lot of money for the staff of Tom, Tom, and they put so much, like every one of those had effort. They had a set. They, I mean, it was very Sandoval produced where it was very like production value was <laughs> high, but like they never phoned any of them in. And I think they raised over like. Fifty or sixty thousand dollars, or something insane like that. We did, yeah. It was cool. Um, it's crazy to believe. Like, I feel like at this point we've had COVID. We've been dealing with COVID for so long that there's like different eras, you know. And that was like the first era of COVID, you know. <laughs> that was back when we were still watching the news constant, like all day, every day, you know. Back when it's just crazy. When, when does Cuomo come on? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly um but yeah so yeah we we see schwartz and and katie a lot and i love them uh the the other uh what's the relationship with lala right now is there a relationship at all um we're we're fine we're cool we definitely don't see each other you know we don't 
interact very much, but um, I did see her once a few weeks ago and she's looking great. Um, I think it was the same day that she did like the watch what happens at 12 doorbells or whatever. So her oh, yeah. was flawless. Um, and, and yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to, that's one thing about filming is I'm just like, I, I, it, I'm so easily exhausted by just regular human interaction now that I'm like, I can't wait to see what it's like to actually be around like more than oh, I, time. Yeah. And I'm used to seeing like three people. And it's like, when I see somebody that I don't like, I'll go hiking. And I'm, if I see somebody ever that I know, I don't even know how to handle it. Like, I almost yeah. feel like, like, I wish I wasn't like, I, I like, I, I would run and hide because it just feels like, what do I, <laughs> I don't even remember what I used to fake talk to people about. Yeah. In person. I also, um, it's so funny because I know we were talking earlier about how, you know, we chat long form on a podcast, but then there's always, you know, those websites that will they take the little bits. Yeah. yeah. And the comments will always be like, boring, boring, boring. <laughs> and I'm like, bitch, I don't give away the tea for free. So. <laughs> well, by, the way, that's a, by the way, I well see that's what, I, and I told Ariana before, like, I'm not looking for any kind of soundbite, even though you provided, <laughs> me, you provided me with many, but Ariana knows how passionate I am about this show. And that's why it's like really weird to kind of know Ariana in real life, because I have to sometimes like act like I'm not like, it's like, it's like, see, like seeing that Jack sweater. It's like, I have to, like, sometimes you just have to geek out completely and go like, wow, I've had so many good memories because of you. And you didn't even know you gave me those memories. You well, know? and you know me, like, I will spill it. Oh, yeah. But I'm like, but you know me also. I'm like, mm, you know, I temper my, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm like, okay, let's temper that so that, oh, yeah. you know. I, and I was I'm also team, I'm also full on team reality stars shouldn't post on social media while they're filming. Why don't they so, do that? I mean, that the part I don't get, Ariana, is like, why? We all do it. Listen, I did it. But why? But I was why, like, well, I guess that's what we do now. Aren't you told like, not to? Doesn't somebody tell you like, yo, when the show's on, do not get in fights? things that they didn't. So so when um, Dana was new on the show last year, yeah, there was a day we had a little picnic in my backyard, a little girl's picnic in my backyard. It was me, Lala, and Dana. Yeah, And Lala posted a picture of the three of us and she got told, she was told to take it down because people were like, who's that, who's that, who's that, who's that about Dana. And then like later on when it was okayed that she could post it again, she posted it. So there are moments that they truly like don't want to be um, given away. But then there are other ones, you know, that it's, I think it's okay that we are, we're like, we're allowed to post it because it's not giving away anything that's happening but I still think that posting it gives away something because it, you know, if it's a wedding or something like that, or an engagement or any, or, or like, know, or like a bay or a gender reveal or like, I mean, there was like the, the things that like upset me during when your show would air, it's like, you would then have this completely separate show that was taking place on social media. And it's like, if I was hosting a Vanderpump rules after show that just let people in on the social media, it might make sense. But you're like, you're giving, I was like, why, why is this content being given away for free? And why, why is Jack starting to start and shit with anybody right now? Just chill out, <laughs> let the show do the work. Let, the show do the heavy lifting uh the 
uh, as we start wrapping up, the thing that crack, cracks me up about, uh, I posted this on Instagram and I know you saw it was, I think it was the Daily Mail or one of those rags that I love. They had a picture of you walking your dog with a face <laughs> mask on. And it was like, Ariana Maddox walks her dog. Um, amidst Jax Taylor. Uh, yes, yes, amidst Jax Taylor drama. And they always, the headline is always like, you know, during some something something turmoil, and you're like, I mean, you know, wow, but this how is brave. What, so that was already hysterical because it's like, what a way to like make something out of nothing. But like, good <laughs> yeah. for you, like, because I, I, mean, I was like, what is the thought? Like, um, would Ariana be crying? Would she be ha- like, like, were, you weren't like skipping or you weren't crying? It was just well, you. What's crazy up. about that is I am always that person. Like, if you were to have asked me literally the day before or the day of. I would have said, yeah, every time someone gets their photo taken, they called them. They called them themselves because no one gives a fuck about any, I was fully of that belief system until it happened to me. So you were saying, and then I was like, was in Valley Village. wait, what, wait, what? And I know exactly where those were taken. Cause I could tell, uh, like the house I was in no. front of. And I'm like, it's it's down like a block and a half, A. Yeah. B, I would have liked a heads up. I would have done my brows, like I said. But you, uh, were in a, you were in a really cool mask. I was in a cool mask. And I was wearing a t-shirt from my friend that my friend's company made. So they got like a little- Win-win, yeah. Um, and then the other day it happened again with face masks, fully face masks in Beverly Hills. Um, when I was with Logan and we, we dry, I was getting a haircut and we had about an hour in between, um, before my haircut. And I was like, and we were like, let's go down and get iced coffees. And then we passed this place that was doing to go, um, food and beverages. So the daily, it happened again. First of all, I was like, how B, why did they give a fuck about me? I'm nobody. C. Um, how did they, how do they know it's me? Because I'm in Beverly, at least the other one, I was like, I'm on my street. So, or like down around the corner, I'm like in the hood, you know, in the neighborhood. So I can see how, if they were aware, like maybe that would make sense, but I'm like Beverly Hills. I haven't been down there in months. So none of it made any sense to me, but then also what made me laugh is that it said in the article that I was carrying coffees and teas, but I was really carrying mezcal margaritas. Okay, so this is the kind of bullshit that gets out there. She was carrying alcohol, you guys. Do not <laughs> act like it was just like, come on, she's fucking cooler than teas and coffees. <laughs> no, but I you know was carrying like, like, you know, just a bunch of shit and it was mezcal. But you no. know what? So can you? Uh, uh, this, I swear to God, we're we're almost done. But what cracks me up about, and now I'm kind of like experiencing just like a really small bit of it with like my Instagram account starting to get bigger. Is that you, you know I, when I posted that that thing of you in the mask, I thought it was like the joke's really clear here. What a stupid title! Right. What right. a like what a stupid <laughs> title and hysterical. And I knew you would fucking be rolling. It's hilarious it. because they always do that. They always say like, you know, it'd be like Tom Sandoval brushes teeth. Amidst Vanderpump Rules firings, you or, know, or, it's like, like, or it's like Tom Sandoval brushing teeth amidst COVID disaster, you know, like <laughs> that bastard still brushes his teeth during all of this. It's always like through some crazy. Yeah. yeah. 
but it's like, but I, so I thought it was hysterical. So I thought the joke was really obvious. Everybody was like, ha, 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 ha. And then what you notice with social media is it's really funny. That happens. And then you get like a wave five hours later where it's like, uh, she doesn't have to be wearing her mask. Why is she wearing her mask? She's by herself. That's crazy. She doesn't need to feel pressured like that. You know, it's like you get this whole other wave of people where I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This isn't, this isn't deep. This is a joke. Like this is not deep at all. Also Uh, it for these people, for those people, just so they know, which by the way, I want, I do want to preface all of this with as silly as it is. And as, as like not famous as I think I am, I am very grateful for that stuff. And I do think that it is like such a funny thing that like, if, if everything, you know, if I'm like never on Vanderpump Rules ever again, or I never do anything else in this world ever again after today, um, I could put that in my like little memory book and just be like, I can't believe that happened. Like, that's so crazy, you know? And I, and I, I think it's so, it's you really, cool. I, mean, I do appreciate it. Oh, I mean, but no, I never you, thought you didn't appreciate it. Yeah. Well, just in case anybody yeah. you know, didn't. So for those people who want to know who were saying that about the mask, <laughs> I was walking two dogs. So there's not a lot of, you know, I don't have free hands. So once I go out there, I'm out there and my hands are full. You know, I have one leash in one hand and one leash in the other and I'm walking and that's, that's about that. There's no, so there's no like taking off and putting back on or if I didn't have it on, putting it on. Yeah, And I live in a very, um, have like all, everyone in my neighborhood loves to walk. Um, if you it's, go va- out, it's Valley village, that's what they're known for, man. It's, it's walking. And, and it's a beautiful, <laughs> I love my neighborhood so much. And, uh, yeah. Everyone loves to just like go for a stroll in the neighborhood. And so some, and there are some el- older people and there's definitely like points where there's just so many people out walking their dogs or just going for a stroll that you are passing by people, you know, multiple times. And I just think that in those moments, it's just polite to, to be mass. If it's, if not, I don't, no one's going to yell at me, you know, no one's going to get mad, but I'm just like, once I'm just going to do it now, because if I'm walking, I can't put it on like, that's it. So I'm gonna um, wear a mask. I'm gonna wear a mask for the rest that, of my on life. that. I'm gonna <laughs> and wear a mask also, for the rest I of my life. Wearing a mask, it makes me feel, makes my nose warm, and I feel. <laughs> I, I'm fifty. I'm fifty. I'm fifty percent hotter with a mask, like hands down. Like so. No, I just thought that was like so funny. And but I mean, I wasn't even because I'm. I'm. I, I was about to say I'm Mister Mask, but obviously at some point I wasn't because I <laughs> yes. got COVID. But um, so Ariana, thank you so much. We really don't know what's next. Like, so don't know what's next. Um, I mean, I guess well, this is um, like as actor, is it kind of like an actor's contract where you're put on hold, where they have to uh, make sure that you're not out there auditioning for a bunch of pilots. You might be like a series regular on something. Are you allowed to audition for shows right now? No, Rom, I'm on hold. Okay. That's what I, so and a lot of people don't know that it just means that like, we don't know what's going on, but we're going to say we are still interested in having you uh, on the show when we figure it out. Right. We, yeah, we are, we are on hold. We are not, uh, we have not been, we're not like released into the wild. Okay. So we couldn't get you like a series regular if you wanted it right now. No, I'd have to say, I'd have to say no. <laughs> um Ariana, so like, this is if anyone has like a series regular part and like a super cool um you know scripted <laughs> show, don't be shy. <laughs> oh, oh, 
Wait, when you did hear Good as Gold for the first time, did you know it was going to change the pop music landscape? Like when you heard it for the first time? Did you um, feel it? I could feel it. I okay. honestly could feel it like in my bones. Did you feel okay? <laughs> uh, and, and speaking of acting, this is the last thing. I swear to God. Yes. That no, I told okay. you this already, but I wanted to like the last scene that you had on the season finale of, or the, the season finale of this past Vanderpump Rules, you had a conversation with Jax where you were so like as an actor, and I know you weren't acting, but I appreciated it so much because you were so still. And I would have been such a basket case because he came up to you and kind of like, you guys had this sit down conversation and you were able to look him dead in the eyes and say, Hey, well, this stuff seems to keep happening. Like you didn't, uh, you didn't even like lose footing. Like you didn't back down. You were able to be completely still in that moment. And it was this beautiful, like, if you want to talk about just like a really, there was no movement in your head. You nailed it laser. Like, you know? Yeah. Ryan, I thank you so much for that. But also like, um, no, I wasn't acting, but there are certain things that I did learn at Leslie Kahn for acting that have like really permeated my, just my life and how I interact with in different situations or conflicts and stuff like that with people. And especially, you know, I wasn't acting, but I, you know, you do have to be aware that there is filming how, you know, you have to be aware of what's going on and you are being filmed. Um, When we learned about like status in, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, when she said you guys status, when you come into a scene, like I come in with a very low status because I'm moving around all the time and I'm very excited usually. Status means just like if you're still and you're just leaning back, you're not leaning forward or something and you're mm-hmm. just still, you have such a status when it comes to TV or film. You're just kind of like the audience member is entranced and they're like, this is a person that knows their shit. And usually the person you're uh, you're talking with is completely thrown off usually because they're like, Oh fuck, this, this is, this person's not moving. They're just still, you know? Yeah, And I think that it's be- things like that have become, so it's not something that I didn't notice like in the moment, you know, like as I'm doing whatever, like I'm not thinking about that. I don't know what's happening with my face. I'm like, Ooh, um, <laughs> like having like ghost moment, but um, in the moment, not thinking about it, but then I watched it. You know, and I was like, whoa, oh my God, I'm like doing, I'm doing it. <laughs> I was doing okay. it. Can you I'm put that on? Wait, can, you, can you put that on your acting? Can you put that? I know it's not acting, but could you put, you could put that on your reel because it's like shot really dope and stuff. So, so it's like a really good like scene of you and like status. So it kind of works, you know? Yeah. Anyways, how does that work, Ryan? That's a, that's a, that's a uh, good question. Let me, let me, let me ask uh, Leslie actually, but, um, yeah. Ariana, uh, you really, thank you so much. I was so, uh, I, I was, you know, I was so nervous to ask you, but just because you are, I consider a friend of mine and I don't uh, ever want to use people like that, but thank you for all that you've done for me. Thank you for all that you have done for this show. And a lot of like the majority of everybody that watches this show, you are one of uh, our heroes. So thank you oh, so, so gosh. much. Thank um, you, Brian. I'm sorry that Tom tried to steal a little of your light in this interview, but remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you can have you- a little piece. Oh, that's right. That's all he needs is a little piece. A little uh, treat. <laughs> so uh, hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. Yes. Thank you, Ryan. I love you. Love you. Isn't she great? Wasn't that awesome? Uh, thank you, Ariana, for my first interview at this uh, endeavor of trying to do this daily thing. And thank you, guys. That's all you get for today. I'll, 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 uh, you'll hear me tomorrow. I'll, I'll, guys, it's just, 
it's just one tiny day away. If you, if you like what you're hearing, if you like what you've heard over this last year, a free thing that you can do for me is leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Leave a good review. That really does help. And uh, there are so many of us podcasters out there. Uh, and thank you for supporting all of us. It really is a true uh, treat to be able to do what we do. Uh, please write to me if you have any questions about today's interview or anything that you want to hear in the future. We got plenty of time. That's all we got. So I'm going to leave you with my first So Sad It's Good of the Year. And this shows out to my... Uh, the band I love the most, Counting Crows, who you heard at the beginning, Adam Duritz. Um, this is a mashup um, with the uh, another song that always makes me cry so much, uh, Breathe Me by Sia. If you remember, they use uh, they use that song in the series finale of Six Feet Under, that HBO show, which I actually started re-watching season one the other day, and it's just so fucking good. So much good TV out there to watch. That I was like, why am I going to do a rewatch of Six Feet Under? But I had to, and I started. But there was so much good TV, and I'll be going into that with you as well because I have been watching more TV than I usually do, which is just wild. So I'm going to leave you with a mashup of uh, Mr. Jones and Breathe Me by Sia. So sad it's good. Ryan Bailey. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye. Let's down at the New Amsterdam. Stand at this yellow-haired girl Mr. Jones strikes up a conversation With a black-haired flamenco dance You know she dances while his father plays guitar She's suddenly beautiful And we all want something beautiful Man, I wish I was beautiful So come dance the silence down through the morning Sha-la-la-la-la-la-la-la, -la 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 -la. yeah Uh-huh, yeah And cut up, Maria Show me some of them Spanish dancers And pass me a
Batches.